0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to talk to you about U.S. involvement in Syria. I want to talk to you about the morality of our foreign policy. I want to talk to you about our attitudes towards ISIS. I want to talk to you uh, about our role in the Middle East and in the world as a superpower. And I want to do all of that in 10 minutes. <laughs> what I want to address here are some very serious issues about the U.S. involvement with the Middle East and in Syria. On April the 6th of this year, as all of us know, Donald Trump ordered the first direct U.S. bombing or assault. On Syria during the Assad regime. I want to say right up front that I am completely in support of that. I thought it was um, something that needed to be done. Quite frankly, it should have been done a long time ago. And even though I'm going to say some things critical in this podcast of how it was done, it was the right thing to do. You know, for quite some time, there has been a civil war going on in Syria. And the Assad regime has used chemical weapons on its own citizens. Over 400,000 people have been killed, thousands of children have been murdered, and chemical weapons have been When we were talking about the regime of Saddam Hussein, we called these weapons of mass destruction. Those weapons are being used in Syria, and they're being used by the government against the people. Now, granted, there's a civil war happening, and granted, the rebels are uh, viewed as a foreign enemy by the Assad regime. Still does not justify the use of chemical weapons, particularly on civilian populations, particularly dropped on towns. And that is what has been going on. The suffering has been horrible, Uh, the bloodshed has been terrible, the suffering of civilian populations has been at record levels And the whole thing has been managed, mismanaged internationally. I'm grateful that Donald Trump finally gave the order, especially since, and I'm not one who just beats on Obama and blames him for everything, but the Obama administration horribly mishandled the whole issue of Syria. Chemical weapons had been used years before in the Syrian civil war. Mr. Obama was sensitive to it. He actually said that he he actually threatened his quote unquote red line, very famous. His phrase, his red line, that if that a red line was about to be crossed, and if it continued to be crossed, he was warning Mr. Assad that he would uh, involve the U.S. militarily in the Civil War. Both our allies, mainly Britain, and our own Congress objected to it. Mr. Obama backed off and nothing was done. Well, of course, that kind of bold talk with no action just loses us clout, particularly in the Middle East, which is, by the way, a very masculine, uh, very some people would say testosterone-ridden, I wouldn't use that phrase, um, a very militaristic society, you, you, better, you better show up with whatever you've said you're going to do or nobody will take your word seriously in the future. And that's exactly what happened with the Obama regime. When you add to that that we were hesitant to support the Kurds and when you add to that that Mr. Obama called ISIS the junior varsity, the JV team, and never did have an accurate estimate of who they were, uh, we have been in decline in the estimation of most of the societies in the Middle East, and largely because we did not get meaningfully involved in opposition to the Assad regime. Apparently, what happened is that around that first week in April, Mr. Uh, Trump was shown photographs of children who had been gassed by the Assad regime—sarin gas. Which is, I, I won't even take the time to describe the horrors of these gases. But, but if if I did, probably some of my some of you listeners would be throwing up. It's ghastly, and I know of this only because I wrote a book about the Kurds and and spent a great deal of time describing the Halabja bombing by Saddam Hussein in 1988. Halabja is a Famous episode in which Saddam dropped chemical weapons sarin gas, mustard gas, other forms of gas onto a civilian population. 10,000 died, maybe as many as 15. People suffered for years. People's bodies literally had uh, burning going on in their flesh for years afterwards. It was horrible. And having researched that and written about that, certainly never experienced any of it myself, uh, and having talked to some of the victims, um, I'm aware of what was going on in Syria, and yet we did nothing. But Mr. Trump was shown photographs of these children who had been gassed he was shown video of people trying to wash the gas off the face of children and 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 adults who were vomiting up white foam which means their lungs are being liquefied and and he was just aghast and should have been. And I'm grateful that he's wired in, the, in a way that he would feel that. And, um, and he ordered, after warning the Assad regime all day on Thursday the 6th, he finally ordered a bombing. The uh, planes were uh, launched from the USS Ross and the USS Porter, and uh, it was done very effectively as far as it went. Now, I'm grateful that we finally engaged. I am not, I want to say very quickly, a warmonger. I am very aware of the price of us sending lives overseas. I want to remind those of you who listen to this podcast on a regular basis that my grandfather uh, fought in World War II, was retired as a full colonel. Uh, my father, as many of you know, uh, special forces, Vietnam, career military. I have other relatives who are career military. My family has been sending uh, men abroad to fight America's wars and incursions for almost 200 years. So I am not unaware of this. I spent years without my father in the home. I've watched relatives go off to war. Um, and though I've never served in uniform myself, I've been on those battlefields with the and daughters of other people. um, There was an observer watching what was going on. I was in Iraq. I was at Fort Victory. I watched firefights take place. Um, and so I'm in touch with it. I care about it. Again, not claiming any special status and certainly not claiming that I've ever served in, served in uniform. But I, I care deeply about the sacrifice of life. I understand the loss to a family, uh, even of, a, of one of its members for a short period of time, one tour of duty. Um, and many of these people now are serving two and three tours of duty. And I do not speak of what I'm about to say lightly. But I do believe that if the United States is going to be a superpower, and if there's going to be any moral strength to what it says and declares in the world, it's going to have to take a stand against tyrants. We waited far too long in taking on Saddam Hussein. We sat by while he gassed entire populations, and we've done the same thing with Assad. Uh, let me, having said all that, and having endorsed this as strongly as I can, and I again, uh, will say I'm not. I'm not. I did not vote for. Uh, Donald Trump. I have concerns about his presidency. Uh, I've got a book coming out soon about the the faith issues in the, in the entire election. I also want to say quickly, I think I don't have to say this for most of my listeners, that I didn't vote for for Hillary Clinton either. I, I could never uh, lean in that direction. Uh, there were other options and I voted for one of them. And uh, yet now that, that uh, Donald Trump is president, I will do everything I can to uh, help his administration be a righteous administration. All of that said, though, I do want to say, Uh, that I have some criticisms of the bombing of Syria, and I think that they are the kinds of things that deeply concern me. First of all, as I say, while I'm grateful that Donald Trump can look at pictures of suffering humanity and feel compassion and act in response, something that some of our previous presidents and administrations have not seemed capable of doing, the fact is I do want our response to be on the basis of more than just a president looking at photographs. Uh, This man, Mr. Assad, Uh, has been bombing his populations, has been machine gunning his populations, has been strafing his uh, populations, and has been using his chemical weapons against uh, his own populations for the better part of half a decade. And because a president sees photographs of suffering children, he acts. I've already said I'm grateful for it and I endorse it. But we've got to have better moral mechanisms, better response systems uh, than that one president sees pictures and gets moved. Uh, we need to do it on a broader, broader moral basis. We need to have better evaluations. We need to have finer moral lines uh, than than just that a man finally has some degree of compassion and and humanity. Uh, looks at photographs. So I'm, I'm, I'm both glad he did it and disturbed that it was done on such a, a narrow basis as him looking at photographs. We've known about these things for years. Uh, number two, uh, it is a, a part of the evidence of the inexperience of the Trump administration that we did not warn our allies. We did not talk to them. We did not bring them in. You know, there's an old principle that I really believe in. Bring me in early and I'm your advocate. Bring me in late and I'm your opposition. Now, it turns out that most of our allies really endorsed what Trump did. Frankly, most of them have been waiting for the United States to get busy on in Syria for a long time. But we did not do we did not speak through diplomatic channels. And given that this thing has been going on for years, and we could have done it three days after uh, Saddam's gas Saddam, I'm sorry, uh, Assad's gassings, um, it, it we really would have been better for us to go through channels. Part of the issue, believe it or not, this is a factor in some cases, is that uh, these things happened, uh, these bombings happened on the 6th, and we were heading into a weekend, and you lose the news cycle to explain, and that may have been a factor, but we definitely did not warn our allies. There's another issue too, and I think you may have heard of this in the press, and that is that we did not do significant damage. The air bases that our planes struck were back up and operating the very next day. If, if you're going to strike a king, kill him. If you're going to engage in an airstrike to stop the use of weapons of mass destruction, blow up the entire thing, blow up the entire airbase. Don't just pockmark their runways and take out a few old planes, make it inoperable. We knew where that gas came from. We knew how those planes were loaded. We should have decimated the airports that they came from, decimated the command headquarters, and then said, you make another move, we'll take you on again. This sounds like I'm engaging in what Churchill called jaw-jaw war-war, and I'm not a warmonger at all. But if you're going to strike, strike hard, strike decisively, knock them out. The fact is that Assad's planes were strafing civilian populations the next day and from the very air bases that we struck don't strike the king easily, but if you do kill him, don't strike a nation casually. But if you do for a moral reason, make the immorality impossible the next day. We didn't do that. And then I'm going to say, because we didn't do it, we should have repeated what we did. We should have gone back immediately. We didn't do that either. Now, I am deeply moved by The suffering in Syria, Uh, you know that I'm close to the Kurdish cause, care deeply about them and grieved by the suffering going on. It's time for regime change in Syria. It's time for Saddam to, I'm sorry, Assad. I have Saddam on my mind, obviously. I have, it's time for Assad to step down and be forced to step down. It's time for Russia to prove itself an American ally and to shut this man down. It's time for the Assad regime to come to an end. Um, Hafez al-Assad, Bashar's father, uh, was, a, was a man who did horrible evils against his own population. He once killed everybody in a town and then turned the town into a parking lot. Um, now his son uh, is, a, is exceeding his father in evil, and uh, it's time for change to happen. This, of course, should be part of the rise of an independent Kurdistan, and I'm hoping that that comes in a very short period of time. Mr. Trump has done the right thing. It may have been done badly and clumsily, but he has done the right thing. If the United States is going to be a superpower, if we're going to have the weapons that we do, if we're going to make a more, take a moral stand on the issues of the world, we have to back it up. And we cannot sit quietly by while some, while some tin pot dictator uh, gases his own population. We have no moral authority on the other side of a, such an episode if we do not act. Mr. Trump acted. He did so rather rather hesitantly, but there's time for us to do this thing right. I am not suggesting we put boots on the ground in Syria. I am not suggesting that we alone take down Mr. Assad, but it's time for him to go. We should build coalitions. We should pull Russia in. We should get this guy removed. We should support the rise of an independent Kurdistan because many of the rebels, by the way, in Syria are Kurdish, and uh, we should be a moral force in Steven Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question.